Hi guys, instead of giving you a recap on last episode, I think we are going to start doing a little bit of a promo for our Patreon. And we're also going to take this opportunity to shout out all of our $10 and up patrons as well, because part of the $10 and up patron uh, bonuses is that you get a shout out in every single episode. So first off, we're just going to start there. I want to say thank you to uh, Nicholas Dottilio and Christopher S. Thank you guys so much for joining the $10 a month Patreon level and donating that little bit of money to us. Uh, it means the world to us and it will go a long way to helping improve our show. We hope to add so many more names onto this list as soon as we can, but that relies on you guys. So uh, you guys can get many different benefits by joining our Patreon. We have a $3 tier where you get access to our after show. We have a $5 tier where you gain access to our one-shot miniseries we titled One-Shot Onslaught. And every three months, we record an entirely separate and entirely new one-shot for you guys to listen to that's roughly anywhere from four to up to 12 hours long. Uh, So it's just almost an additional podcast for you to listen to. Uh, The $10 month, which I just mentioned, uh, includes a shout-out by us every single episode. So you guys get thanked for your donation every single week uh, because it means the absolute world to us. And everyone else, you also get a shout out whenever you upgrade or whenever you join. Uh, so next, our $25 tier, the final tier that we have, is specifically a merch tier. So every three months, you will get an exclusive piece of merch. Uh, right now, we have that set as the first one being a decal sticker. That will be our logo. Uh, More will be posted as time goes on and as we get more people joining. Uh, Not only do we have these four tiers, we also have two stretch goals set. The first of which is the $200 stretch goal. So once we are getting $200 from patrons every month, we will begin doing a giveaway for $10 and up patrons every month. So what that means is that we will be giving away gift cards, gift certificates, D&D books, other merch, stuff like that. Pretty much everything that you could think of under the sun that is related to D&D, we will start giving away. In addition, every now and then, we will also give away a chance to uh, sit with us and record our Heist House episodes where we talk about the show. Uh, and we can get your personal input and you guys can join us in that. Hopefully you guys will enjoy those. And thank you so much. Please head on over to patreon.com slash and join right now. You can go to the description and click on the link there or, you know, just head on over there whenever you feel like it. Thank you guys so much and enjoy the episode. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Bronson. I'll be playing Adam Vaduva, our rogue wizard. And my name is Aaron. I will be playing our resident bard, Bertram Dirgestride. And uh, he's in a bit of a scaly situation. Over to you, Nick. (laughs) Hey, guys. I'm Nick. I'm playing Dirk Vilgoth, our arcane trickster. And uh, he narrowly avoided getting squished, sticking to the side of that car. Uh, Over to you, DM. Hi, guys. My name is Raceland, and I am playing as the DM of this show. Uh, And... Scaly was quite punny. 
Uh, but we <laughs> are going to just hop right back into the action, but not the action from last time. This time, we're going to look at what's happening to Bertram right now. So that, you know, a little bit of a cliffhanger we left you guys on. We're going to let you hang a little bit longer on that one. Uh, so, Bertram, you just finished having a very difficult conversation with your father and agreed to go to the meeting that he has set up sporadically with this secret organization that seems a little sketchy to you probably. But a little. Yeah, just, just at Maybe least a little, just bit. a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> the, smallest of, the smallest of amounts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder why, though. Maybe because he won't tell you what they're about. Yeah, or is, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyways, so you've agreed to this. Um, however, during that interim, if you had mentioned to him that you had dropped your uh, notepad, your page... Uh, he will more than happily take you back to the place where you dropped it, or at least you believe you dropped it. Would I have any idea? I mean, you would be able to kind of stumble your way back through. No. I mean, your first guess is at the bar, <clears throat> maybe in the alleyway even. Right. I, that so, makes yeah. a lot of sense. I, I don't think Bertram would ask his dad for any help right now. He doesn't want anything. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so he offers for you to join them uh, as he takes you to this meeting. Lead the way. Okay, then. Um, well, follow me. The vehicle is this way. Uh, Brazov, right away, sir. And Brazov rushes up ahead of you guys as you were leaving his office. Um, and you go out and down a few staircases after following out into this hallway, walking past this loud, noisy office area, um, and your father explains, these are the people that work for the, the city. They uh, manage things for me here. Uh, and sh he ushers you forward down the stairs again, down and down, and you now go down about three levels uh, before you come into kind of this garage area with lit torches along the walls and you see several uh very well managed vehicles lining the the walls of the garage and directs you to the one that you remember stumbling into last night uh he gets in i'm gonna kind of surreptitiously see if my page fell out in the vehicle yeah so you, you look around <laughs> on the the floor of the car uh and say no no you don't find it there at all <laughs> are, are you trying to secretly look for this or are you trying to, to hide that <sighs> uh <laughs> i'm not like on hands and knees looking around but you're just under like the cushion but i'm 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 looking if there's something I'll, I'll move it out of the way okay okay yeah so so Maybe you just run a hand between some cushions make sure <laughs> so uh we'll we'll roll a perception check for uh Brazov. <clears throat> That's fine to worry about it. We'll just say that he has a perception of plus 3 at least, uh bringing it up to a total of 18. So he probably notices that you're like fishing around. Excuse me, sir. D did you drop something? Well, I I'm unsure. It I don't have it currently. 
Maybe. What did you drop, sir? A small book. Small book. Yep. Just a thin book, kind of writing utensil uh, wound to the side. I, I did not find it while cleaning the car. Of course not. But, of course, we could go back to where you were last night if you need to find this book. That seems terrifyingly accommodating. Uh, <laughs> sure, I, let's, let's do that. Uh, anything for you, sir? Uh, uh, weird or even. <laughs> he walks around and opens the door for your father as he gets in. Uh, and your your dad was just kind of standing on the other side of the car. That's right. Or the bimotor just waiting for him to do this. <laughs> <clears throat> Comes back around, opens the door for you, lets you in. Thank you. <laughs> I'll sit. He, uh, he hops in the front, uh, starts it up, and... As you pull out, he presses a button on the dash area, and a garage door opens up in front of you. If only I could take notes of uh, things, a wish list of our f- a new place <laughs> to live. I kind of like this. Well, your father kind of leans over. Bertram, if you need... Money for a place like Don't this. Don't finish that sentence. Let's just go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Press off. Continue, please. Yes, sir. And he drives out. Um, so you head back, and it's only a few blocks away from where you were partying last night. As you're pulling up to the alleyway behind the inebriated scrapper, uh, you, you can see that the body that was there is no longer there. And there's almost no sign of the altercation that happened last night. So in addition to cleaning the vehicle, uh, did either of you perhaps clean the rest of the mess? Of course not. We called in the police force to account for the death of this assassin. Uh, and who, who, pray tell, does the police believe killed this person well it was an anonymous tip so i don't think they know at all oh good it'll probably be on my desk in the morning great (laughs) never had to investigate myself before well be an easy solve (laughs) will it i don't well, uh, feel free to wait here or just, uh, I guess, leave or, and I get out. Uh, but I <laughs> get out of the car <laughs> um, and uh, go look in the alleyway. Okay. So uh, you go looking through the alleyway and you do not find uh, anything that looks at least anywhere remotely to your, uh, your page that went missing. Oh, good. Good, good, good. It's probably in evidence. Shit. I will uh, just kind of convinced if if I'm convinced it's not here, I'm just gonna kind of spin on my heel, and if uh, the (laughs) car is still there, I will get back in. So your your last thought is it might be inside the bar itself. Oh, well, 
because you did leave quite inebriated last night. So yep, uh, I will. <laughs> I'll go in. I'll go in. So you go in through this back alleyway door, and you come into the kitchen. Uh, everything back here is completely shut off now, uh, as it's kind of you know like the middle of the day. But um, as you work your way up to the front, uh, there is a bartender, Stefan. You know him by name. Uh, he is a red dragonborn uh, who dresses quite dapper, honestly. And he is standing there cleaning the bar, cleaning some uh, glasses. You see boxes stacked up behind the bar as well with bottles, assumedly, to restock the supply from last night. Uh, in the far corner, off to one side, you see the arena, as it is called, uh, where uh, your fencing competitions take mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and there is you know even like seats arrayed around it with small tables and everything like that um but there's also a uh, small dragonborn boy mopping up the floor as well around there um as there's just drinks spilled constantly as you know um but as you kind of peek around the room go ahead and make a perception check to see if you can find your page uh, that is 11. So within 11, you don't see anything immediately. Um, and uh, as you're just kind of looking around, Stefan kind of notices you and says, Bertram. Uh, Stefan, my, my good friend, uh, good afternoon to you. Y you know that we're not open yet, right? I'm well aware of your business hours, my friend. You know this? Good, good. Uh, Did I leave anything here? Did uh, I stumble away from any uh, of my belongings last night? I did not. Give me one moment. And he uh, sets down the glass that he's cleaning right now, and he steps uh, back around the corner into a back area, um, comes out with a small wooden crate, uh, and sets it down on the counter, and he starts, like, sifting through. What 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 did you lose? Small, uh, flat, thin kind of uh, book folio with a... Like a page? Yes. Ah, okay. So he starts sifting through, and he starts pulling out. He pulls one out, sets it on the counter. Obviously, it doesn't look like yours. Yours is this nice leather-bound uh, <laughs> version of it, and uh, this is just kind of like ratty, looks like grayed and fraying all over the place. He sets a couple more out. None of them yours. Um, he gets to, like, sets aside, like, a few pocketbooks, uh, some coin purses, a few uh, trinkets, stuff like that, jewelry, that sort of thing, just kind of laying it all on the, on the counter here mm -hmm. as he's like sifting through trying to find it. Question. What's <clears throat> what is the timing of uh, Adam and Dirk's encounter with the kobolds compared to this timing right now? So this timing right now, uh, it is actually pretty darn close, actually. Because... I believe Adam and Dirk would be blowing up his page after that encounter. <laughs> yes! Call my phone, I'm looking yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are gonna be it's not quite there yet. I did I did kinda think about that a little bit, but okay. um it's it's almost noon now, and it was just after noon when you guys were coming to a conclusion of your uh fight there. Right. So um yeah, so he's sifting through it, sets things aside, and he finally pulls out your page. You can see it instantly. You know it to be yours. Bingo. Uh, this? Yep. Uh, and he opens it up. Um, it's a bit rude. Okay. What's the number on the inside of it? 
I'll tell him if okay. I remember. Yeah, so, so you, you uh, <laughs> rattle off the number. It's the number nine. <laughs> and, and literally written out in words is says the number nine. You have the oddest sense of humor, Bertram. How did you get that registered? <laughs> well, uh, you just have to make friends. Ah, yes. That you're good at. I tend to. Yes. Uh, one for the road before you go? I was about to... Uh, yes, absolutely. Maybe yes. three. May- maybe three. <laughs> okay. Um, it's been a morning. I see. Uh, top shelf? And here I thought we were friends. I, you wound me. Yes, of course. Okay, of, of course. Of course, of course. And he goes behind the, the bar and he picks up the bottle. And you can see it has like maybe about three drinks left in it. And he, he goes to pull out a glass and he looks at you and he just kind of like holds the bottle out for you. You prefer just the bottle, sir? Normally, uh, no, but I'm in a bit of a hurry. Um, I have an afternoon <coughs> liaison, as, as it were, and it's going to be awful. So I'll just... Just yes, yes. Hand, 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 hand it over. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, should I add it to your tab? Did I not pay last night? Well, you did, but you know we always have a running tab for you. Well, um, I might uh die here shortly. This before the evening uh drinks are poured, so perhaps we should settle up. Hate leave you holding the bag, as it were. <laughs> of course. Uh, so he uh, quite nervously um, rings you up and takes your coin. Um, in fact, you pull out a gem. Uh, and now this gem actually is something that uh, you guys have recently gotten in the city of Agelfia. It actually stores currency on it, or at least encoded it within it, similar to real-life credit cards, uh, but he can scan this piece of uh, jewel and it will take the amount directly out of it. Makes it easier to carry around for yourself. And if it gets stolen, there's ways to retrieve it. Magical, but there are ways to retrieve it. So you pay for it via that. Mm-hmm. And he sets it on this small round disc and it glows uh, it's this bright red ruby color. While he's doing that, I'm just drinking. Yeah. Uh, so you take a nice long drag, drinking half the half of what's left of the <clears> bottle <throat> before he's even done. Uh, and you notice that when he hands it back to you, that faint glow that's there is just a little bit dimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get it back, and he uh, says, Well, I hope you don't die, Bertram. Uh and this is, is why we're friends. Me, me too. Uh, <laughs> is everything all right? Probably not. Yes. Y- probably yes. Yes. Um, do, do you need me to contact anyone? You don't. You don't need to say so. <laughs> um, I DM nods his head. I do. Yeah, DM nods his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Maybe if you don't see me uh, in a bit, maybe contact uh, Adam or Dirk. Ah, 
Just let them know. Nothing serious. No. <laughs> Roll deception, deception check. <laughs> With disadvantage. <laughs> Based on that face. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the first one was so good. Was, yeah. uh, I did say it before. With like so. disadvantage. I feel like I have a thing for this. Stand by. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to pass myself off as someone else, so my actor uh, feet doesn't apply here. So what did you get there? 15. 15. Okay, that's not terrible. Uh, that's pretty decent. He's... Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I'll let them know if anything... I don't hear from you by... Opening? Sure. Okay. I, I might be busy. Uh, uh, if I'm alive, that uh, is. Let's say... Yeah, sure. If... Opening tomorrow. Tomorrow. Or closing tomorrow. Fair. All right. I will uh, I will let you know. Let them know, rather. Uh, okay. So I'm assuming you leave from there. Have a nice afternoon. Uh, I'll do my best. Uh, so as you leave... I want to finish the drink before I leave. Okay, yeah. So, so like you're walking, you're walking through the kitchen, and like before you reach the door, you chug down the last of this. Um, and set it down on the countertop. And you're feeling okay right now after that. Um, you exit the door, walk out, and uh, you, you have your page now, which after looking at it closely, you do realize you missed a message this morning from Dirk. And Dirk, what was that message? Uh, that message was relaying uh, the new information about the... Um the ooze shop and that uh he wanted to check it out and i imagine it would also include a response from adam where they met up and went yeah. to said cool. shop uh yeah that sounds good uh so real quick uh you you read through these as you were hopping back in the quad motor um and your father looks over at you and asks everything all right found it good uh shall we continue uh, yes, I believe we shall. All right, Brezov, continue on. And uh, as he drives down, you guys continue on for quite a while because you guys are on the far northeastern side of the Eastern Wall District. Uh, and he informs you that you're heading towards the docks, which is the furthest south in the district you can go. And right now, it's the middle of the day on uh, the general weekend. So things are busy. Uh, but during this ride, your father pulls down uh, the center console area. And in there, there are uh, there is a decanter and a couple of glasses. <laughs> and uh, he uh, offers you a drink as he pours one for it's himself. It's a bit early, isn't it? Well, yeah. we have business to attend to. Ah, business drinking. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Helps get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you not agree? Oh, I very much do. Would you like some? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bertrand's going to be sloshed. <laughs> he, he pours you a uh, two fingers in this old-fashioned glass of what you assume to be bourbon based on the smell. Uh, and he pours himself the same size glass and begins sipping from it uh, before offering to toast to you 
I'll toast him. Sure. Okay. Be rude. <laughs> no, he sucks. <laughs> and to rejoining each other. To working towards that, maybe. Can respect that. I appreciate your willingness to accommodate me on that. Well, don't appreciate it yet. We're still working on making it happen. This, I see. Uh, and he will uncomfortably kind of sit back in the seat, sipping very, uh, very slowly from the drink. Just kind of obviously uncomfortable at the situation. Just sitting in a car or in, in a quad motor with someone who obviously has no desire to be within <laughs> this close distance of him um, right now. Uh, and just doing his best to just kind of respect that right now. Um, so you continue on. Uh, before that, we're going to hop back to the other guys. So as you all are just wrapping up your fight, you can hear the sirens of the emergency vehicles coming to the area um, as you are kind of just standing there. And Dirk, you manage to look down at your page. And you see a message coming from the man that you know as Stefan, the bartender of the <laughs> inebriated scrapper. That's a true okay. friend. Yep. And he will just ask, is everything all right with Bertram? Uh, and the real question here is, when you receive your page back, do you send them a message? Uh, when I saw it? No, not yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is like, say... You guys are, you are still traveling right now okay. while this is happening. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, when Dirk sees that, he'll respond. <laughs> the last time I checked, he was fine. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? Don't know. He just came in looking for his page and seemed odd. Well, that explains why he didn't answer me this morning. Yeah, uh, thanks for the info. I'll check on him. And right after that, uh, Dirk will page uh, Bertram and see. Hey, we just had a scuffle with a bunch of kobolds. Uh, where the hell are you? <laughs> uh, so you're sitting in the in the quad mode yeah, as you I'm get this message. Bring out my page and just read it, and take out my pen. Click uh, page about. What the fuck I'm going to say here? <laughs> uh, Bertram would say, headed to a meeting with my father might turn deadly. I don't know where I'm going. Well, shit. Let us know if you need backup. Probably. <laughs> 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 Do you know where you're going? Uh, can I just like draw an arrow to my earlier message? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. See previous message and learn how to read. Help, have Adam help you if needed. <laughs> I, I, Nick, as a player, heard that a meeting with your dad, but I didn't hear the. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, a meeting with my dad. It may turn deadly. 
I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going is what he was referring to. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, um, so Dirk will just kind of show this, show the messages to Adam as, as we're both kind of scrambling back up. Uh, yeah, so you guys are scrambling back up. The security guard uh, named uh, Tebow, he has uh, not exactly fled, but headed back all the way to the shop to check up on Elmuk and the fire that had started erupting when you guys chased after the culprits. Um, and as you guys are standing there just checking over your page, messaging back and forth between you and Bertram, um, you see that the emergency vehicles are converging on your location and they are within eyesight now. Are you guys just going to wait here by the wreckage? Define trouble with kobolds. Adam, I feel like Adam would probably have been spending the time up to that point checking to make sure that there aren't any civilians that got injured during this chase seeing if there's any like collateral damage if anyone needs help okay yeah that kind of thing uh so there was one building that did get smashed into by uh your quad or not your the the amalgamation of (laughs) vehicles that you ended up piloting near the end Mm -hmm. um so you go over to that building and as you kind of look inside uh you can see dust mold the building itself looks like it's crumbling on the inside. You're not sure if anyone lives in here, but from the wreckage around the 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 opening um, that was created, you do not see anything that shows signs of living, um, poverty stricken or not. So Good. it seems like it's an abandoned building of some sort. Okay, looks like it might have been homes at one point, but it's pretty barren and dilapidated at this point. So, all right, um. So yeah, Dirk, um, he's going to take, take a moment away from his page to, you know, address the situation that he's in right now and get back to Bertram after, you know, the issues resolve. Uh, and he'll kind of take an assessment of the damage that was done and then address the emergency response personnel once they get there. Okay. Uh, so as you're sitting there, uh, four, bi-motors these uh, motorcycle-like contraptions uh, roll up and off of them come three dragonborn and one uh, male gnome uh, so the the gnome walks directly up to you dirk and uh, is maybe 10 feet away um, with his firearm at a ready position not raised yeah so and dirk will will bring out his badge and flash it sorry for the mess we were apprehending some criminals that attacked a, a the ooze shop down the road. They got away and uh, did more damage than we anticipated, but we were on their tail and uh, we'll do whatever will help in any way we can to clean up this mess. Senior investigator, is it? Uh, where do you work? We're, in, yeah, we're at the East Gate Defense Force. Uh-huh. Uh, well, don't, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to have one of my boys look that up before I trust you on that one. Of course. You, uh, what's, what's the name? Dirk Vilgoth. And this Vilgoth. is Adam Vaduva. Vilgoth. Is that with, with two G's? <laughs> Three. <No. laughs> just, just one G. Just one G. All right. Uh, Daedric, 
uh, can you, can you look this up for me? Yeah, boss, give me a second. And he stands there with his page, pulls it out and scribbles some things down on it. Uh, waits a few moments. He's still got his, his, um, firearm out, but he's relaxed at this point, still, you know, keeping his short distance from you. Um, and he, uh, they get a message back, checks out, says he works there. He's a senior investigator, works underneath a mudbreaker. Ah, mudbreaker. Yep. I used to work with him. Yep. One hell of a boss. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He was kind of a, a lazy <laughs> son of a bitch when I worked with him, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So what the hell happened here, guys? What's What's up with this building here? Well, uh, there was a there was a cobalt gang that came through. They were. Uh, it sounded like they were trying to uh, extort protection money from the ooze shop owner down the road, mm-hmm. and uh, and he didn't pay, so they decided to attack his shop and light it up. Uh, there's a fire. It looks like the uh, fire brigade's down there taking care of it right now. What was the name of the shop again? Let me, I just need to take it down for my notes. Yeah, it's uh, Elmex Friendly Oozes. All right. Uh, gotcha. Um, they had three vehicles with them, and there was close to probably 16 or so of them. And uh, we chased them down. We tried to stop them, but uh, one of them, one of the vehicles got away. The other two, well, you can see the wreckage here. We tried to maintain the damage as best we could, but uh, there's yeah. a lot. As, as you kind of like motion behind you to the wreckage, you see that two of the other, uh, two of the four officers are kind of like walking through the uh, trail of cobalt corpses that you guys have <laughs> left behind and just walk up to this like heap. Uh, and they're just like, boss, there's like seven dead kobolds along here. Jesus, man. Did you even try to take him hostage? Try and they, arrest them at all? With how many there were and the deadly force they were using against us, we had no choice. Yeah, I hear that, especially in this district. All right, well, yeah, yeah, just sucks. Numbers of kobolds dying are just astronomical this quarter. Man. Feels like something's been stirring him up. I don't know what it is, but fuck. It's going to be a lot of paperwork. Yeah, these ones were very bold. Well, uh, is there anything else you need from us while we're here? Uh, we'll uh, file a report back at the precinct, but uh, is there anything you need from us before we continue our uh, investigation on these other ones? I actually, if you don't mind, I, I need you to try and, uh, could you fill out the form here for me? I, I'm not going to ask you to come down to our precinct, but, uh, I can trust that you, a man of the law can, uh, fill out this form for me at least to take back as your, uh, writ of, uh, witness to what happened. Uh, he passes one to each of you as of Adam's walking back over after this. Um, is he, he's with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, Adam, Adam Vaduva. Yeah, Adam will give him his bads. Yeah, he, he oh, okay. Thanks. Uh so yeah. Uh what brings you guys over here? You said uh Well we previously had a run in with a uh 
adult black pudding. Really? And uh, we heard about this uh, ooze shop and that he has some adult oozes in the back and thought it might be a lead, so we checked it out. Huh. Well, might be your man. <laughs> Reported a couple weeks ago that uh, he had black pudding stolen. Oh, really? Yeah, that hmm. and something else. Uh, oblongs. Uh, apple decks. I don't know what it was called. Do I know what he? Can <laughs> I like make a guess? <laughs> oh, like what he? Was it uh, Oblek? Was that it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. Oh shit! Uh, he showed us a uh, smaller one of those. Uh, apparently, it can shape shift into any creature. Yeah, that's what the small ones can do. Oh. Uh, apparently, the big ones are a little bit more dangerous. But oh, lovely! So. Well, if that was the black ooze that was stolen, we've already taken care of it. Well, uh, that's good to know. But uh, this oobleck that uh, sounds like quite the dangerous uh, rogue creature to be out there. Yeah, well, hoping it just shows up dead somewhere. <laughs> you got to feed them things. That's how it works. Uh, yeah, uh, well... I'm going to head on down. Thank you for your time. Uh, I got to talk to the shop owner and get his statement as well, as well as the statement of the security guard that was there. Uh, yeah. So he, he hops on his bike and uh, drives it kind of slowly up to the shop, parks it. Did we happen to get their names while we were talking to them? Yes, <laughs> but I do not remember that right now. <laughs> so you can re-listen to the episode yeah, and mark them down. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Adam would like real time, uh, like take out his own journal yeah. and like record their names yeah. and what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. No big deal. Uh, so yeah, they'll uh, they'll they'll head on down. I, I'm assuming that you guys are actually headed in that same direction to talk to the shop owner, maybe. Yeah, we we probably should tie up those loose ends. Okay, yeah. yeah. Especially with this new information. Yeah. Isn't this some good quality music? This is Nature Claimed Ruins, Hallowed Grounds by Mark Colette from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content, access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library, and 20% off all purchases 
of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice Heist. So you guys head back down and uh, you see, you catch up as the officer has just begun talking with him uh, and the security guard kind of is like sidles over to you guys and hey, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I feel like I did most of the work, but you guys helped. Yeah, appreciated you, uh, that. Yeah, you did pretty good yourself, but uh, yeah, I just wish we could have gotten all of them. Yeah, it would have. Would have been better. They might come back. Uh, and actually, Tebow, uh, you actually have a sneaky suspicion slash uh, lead as to where this gang might be located. But they won't come back if we go after them. Oh? If, if we go after Kind of like looks around at the other, <laughs> the other cops. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have a lead on where they might have gone? I do. That I do. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think maybe we should take a look and uh, what the damages were here, and we're going to talk to the owner one more time before taking off. But uh, if you have a lead, I think we should follow it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you can use you guys to kick down the front door. It's hard for me to reach. Are we <laughs> capable of deputizing someone? <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a good question um because ideally like if shit goes wrong we don't want to end up taking the fall so tivo okay. did yeah as, so like not an official here's the thing is you can have a contractor work with you in an official capacity and tivo is generally qualified as a um, member of the uh oh god like a security guard guild or yeah, something? No, he actually is part of a uh, private security force oh. within this district. The Balbarum, uh, the Balbarum Security Agency uh, is who he's a part of, and he's hired through them by uh, Elmuk to keep an eye on his shop. Um, but the credentials of that company alone would give him some leeway in this, just like it did in this fight itself. I, I imagine we would have to get approval by like Mudbreaker or someone for this to occur. Correct. Yes. Just because uh, contract work normally involves pay of some sort. Um, however, Mudbreaker might be a little bit more fast and loose with it, depending on your guys' conversation. Okay. Uh, yeah. Adam, you want to contact Mudbreaker, see if we can bring him along for this investigation? Absolutely. If anything, you might actually. I have a decent future if you ever want to go into law enforcement. <laughs> uh, I might make more money than you do. <laughs> I will confirm that Tebow <laughs> makes more money than both of you. But, uh, yeah, like, we should <laughs> talk to your boss about me getting paid to help you. <laughs> Adam just like shrug his shoulders, <laughs> bring out his page, and message Mudbreaker. 
basically just giving him like the quick rundown of recent events. Yeah. And then asking him if we can uh, contract this security guard. Right. Uh, so as you do that, you guys uh, are awaiting a message. And um, the first response that you get back from uh, Mudbreaker is just three letters. W-H-Y. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Did he say yes? <laughs> I think it sounds like he said yes. We're, we're getting there. So Dirk Dur- will kind of <laughs> look over Adam's shoulder and see this big W-H-Y and just be like, tell him he has a lead on these kobolds and where they might have went. Yep. And that he could be useful. Uh, you, you, scri- you scribble that down and... He's like, what cobalts? Question mark. I told, I told him. I gave oh, him okay. Yeah, you gave him that. Okay. So if yeah. you gave him all that information, he's like, yep. ah, ah, I, ah. He sends back a message. We can just, there's like asterisks, sigh, asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he just, he just writes, he, he, he writes down, I, there's a pause. <laughs> Dot. Dot. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. Dot. It's just like a, a letter and then it dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and then not, uh, nothing for a short period of time. Does this have to do with your personal issue? With Gandon, which it does. Yes. <laughs> well, 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 the kobolds, not necessarily. The oozes, yes, but not the kobolds. But the kobolds. <laughs> all right so it well, does have to do with it or at least you can well, spin that to him that's up to you guys if you want to tell him that it does adam seemed kind of like yeah why not um because I, I mean you guys are investigating that to begin with and i'll just make everything go smoother if we just say yes yeah. <laughs> sure so he, you say yes he's like all right i approve of anything uh we'll discuss his wages at a later date um i hate to do this uh, tell him 25% more than what he makes regularly. And I want pay stubs. That's all in capitals. <laughs> What's taking so long? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it the spelling? It's T-I-B-O. <laughs> been you make the payment T- out to Tebow. I've just been spelling me. T-E-E-B-O this whole time. So maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you should uh, fix that. It looks like we're good to go. Well. <laughs> so, <laughs> you need to spin that. He's a kobold. <laughs> what are they, like rabbits? Yes. I, yep. I Did you not pay attention to the Lord of the Lands episode? <laughs> yep. Where I explained that the exponential population of the kobolds in this area. I didn't realize that that was like a specifically like a racial it is, yeah. thing. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least in this case. Okay. Uh, so I'll cut that out. Uh, okay. So uh, Dirk wants to go back to the owner now that now that the owner has seen his badge and knows that he's law enforcement and have a have a more serious conversation with him. Yeah. I thought we were having a friendly conversation here. Uh and the, the police officer that was talking to him, kind of done with the conversation with him, moves on to Tebow to... It wasn't me that time. Mm-hmm. I know, it was me actually for once. Uh, and he uh, talks to you, Tebow, for a short moment uh, discussing everything that happened 
Um, I'm guessing based on your personality that uh, you give as little information as you have to. Yeah, boss. I mean, I just kind of saved these chuckleheads from uh, <laughs> winding up as a road rash. So, you know, on a day's work. I get you. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, you have a... So what was this false pretext that you came into my store with? Huh? Yeah, what is up with that? Well, uh, Tebow, I'll, stay out of this. I'll be honest with you. It was not a false pretext. We were just withholding that we were detectives because... We were investigating a personal matter first. Uh, there was, we had an encounter with a black pudding that was placed in somewhere it shouldn't have been, and it it uh, could have killed someone, but we killed it first. And we just heard recently that you have had a black pudding stolen from your store recently. Yeah, and as soon as you mentioned black pudding, um, during that conversation, his his face turns from like this kind of like uh, frustration to genuine concern and almost like looking apologetic while he's he's listening. He's, I, I'm sorry. Those uh, cobalts, the ones that you saw there, yeah, uh, they came in about little less than a month ago. Okay. Uh, pulls out his journal. He's writing this down. So, yeah, they came in about a little less than a month ago, and uh, they uh, took two oozes. And the other one? It was an ublex. So you've shown us what a smaller version of one of those are. I imagine... They stole a full-sized one? A full-sized one is actually very dangerous. Uh, They have... Are you familiar at all with what's underneath? Deep in the earth? Well, that uh, depends on what you're referring to. Can Adam... uh, Underwear... I was, I was going to say, is, is, is that an uh, intelligence check or history? Uh, or that would be a history check. Uh, Adam, based on your extensive like research and whatnot, I'll let you make a history check with advantage here. Ooh. Uh, it is okay. going to be a high DC because this is a obscure form of... Uh, Dirk got 17. Okay, 17. Um, what's beneath? You know that Dwarves often live underground. Uh, there's other races. The gnomes even delve into there. Uh, they make homes in underneath in the ground where they mine and just where they find natural caverns. Uh, so, Adam, what did you get? Dirty 20. So the dirty 20, you've heard of kind of this almost fabled land known as the Underdark. And this refers to what is beneath where the dwarves delve. So when the dwarves and to quote the best fantasy novels ever, when they delve too deep and too greedily, uh, you get to what they refer to as the underdark. And down there, reality seems to change. Things are different, wrong. 
creatures that have come to inhabit that area have gone mad, and there are inhabitants there that enslave those around them. And they are known as mind flares. These are just a few of the terrible creatures, but no theology has ever explained them. Like no theology, like no biblical texts would no. mention them at all. They they mention underneath what we refer to as the underdark, but as just a place of evil. The specifications on what lives there is completely unknown and not. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but how old like, what's the oldest book I can think of that mentions mind flayers or, like, when they appeared or, like, when they were discovered? Uh, so... around a long time? Or? Yeah, so it is something that you have found fables of, almost. Uh, they're old, ancient texts um, from normally wizards who have delved deeply. Um, and as, as you're remembering this, Elmuk sees the recognition in your eyes says yes the the underdark as some call it is a place of terrible creatures and some of these creatures have tainted the oozes of this world most oozes are found underground but not deep underground the ooblacks are an exception they are corrupted manipulated similar to how I manipulate them, by the mind flares below. And they carry similar mind-altering abilities to the point where it'd be better if I showed you than just explain. And this time he uh, ushers you into the back room. And back there, you can see that all the lights are now on as there's a few... Uh, in few uh, officers kind of looking around and they're just like looking awe at these giant tanks um, that have these electrical fields around them and he motions to them you see a couple large black puddings you see gelatinous cubes which seem almost imperceptible except for a few particles of food that just seem to be floating in them um, and then the the other creations that I've mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, but he motions over to the back. And as you continue on towards the back of the room, you see before you this large uh, tank. And in the tank, there is this blob of like greenish ooze. But as you get closer, it morphs. And it takes on the form of Elmuk himself. Oh, shit. Like exactly clothing and everything? Looks exactly the same as him. Pretty sure Bronson's made fucking connection light bulb. <laughs> and I think Aaron would do. <laughs> and he, uh, it, it, it speaks in his voice. Why have you locked me in here? And he bangs on the wall with his right arm as his left hangs limply. He, he trapped me in here. He took my arm. Look, he's wearing it. He's the ooze, not me. 
please, please. And he looks deeply into Adam's eyes. Adam, can you make a wisdom saving throw real quick? Oh, fuck. Okay. I was, was going to do like a sense. Or yeah, I was going to ask insight. for an insight check. Yeah, Yeah. right now, uh, just it, his eyes pierce into your very soul. Uh, 21. Yeah, so with the 21, you're able to fight back the um, overwhelming sympathy that you begin to feel for this creature. And it just... You, you resist it, but you, you genuinely feel almost a pang of regret fighting back at it. That's weird. That's going to be a really weird feeling. Yeah. Uh, can Adam think of any weaknesses that oozes might have if we're going to be... Uh, you are unsure, uh, but Elmuk presses a button on the panel in front of the tank and an electrical shock of greenish light flashes through the tank and this creation fizzles as it stands there and screams in his voice and the scream gradually turns to a gargle of just liquid and it melts back down into the ooze it was back to its ooze form and lays kind of in this blob-like puddle on the floor question for the dm yes uh with shocking grasp do can i have an option to do a more tamed version of it where it doesn't deal full damage yeah of course okay uh and then uh i'll after having that confirmed i'll ask the owner so uh is that the way that you uh can tell if these things are oozes or not, is you give them a shock? Shock works. Damage in general does help. It takes concentration for them to hold this ability of theirs. Uh, but for them to mimic someone, they must attack them at close range. Not quite in physical contact, but I assure you, in, in this room, you are safe. This electrical field around the box is for that specifically. It cannot... Take your memories. This can, however, manipulate you as he looks at you. <laughs> that's uh, that's good to know. And Dirk will put a hand on his shoulder and give him a very tamed version <laughs> of shock and grasp. <laughs> yeah, so you give him a very tamed shock and grasp. Um, and uh, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw real quick. Oh, shit. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I get plus seven, so that's 15. Okay, so with a 15, um, his arm, as you give him this slight shock, you actually smacked him, as you smacked me on my left side here, you <sighs> smacked his left arm that has this mechanical arm attached to it. Oh, well, I didn't, and, I didn't know he had a mechanical <laughs> arm. Because <laughs> you didn't remember. <laughs> and, oh, I forgot he does have And just like the Ublex was missing the arm. Um, he, he, it, it, seems almost involuntarily spasms as you zap him and it flings back as you duck mm -hmm. uh, almost smacking you right in the face okay, but he's like ah oh ah, no I'm not one of them Jesus dude sorry just uh if I was one of them would I have shown you their weaknesses would I have shown you this look sometimes that could have been a power play depending on the individual <laughs> um, I apologize for the rudeness I'm sure you can appreciate 
that seeing how dangerous this thing is, I needed to be sure. Yes. And if you're doing what I suspect you're doing, going after these kobolds, I need you to do me a favor. If you find this creature, I need you to just kill it. Don't attempt to capture it. Don't show it any remorse. Just kill it. Ignore any feelings you feel while you are fighting this creature. Trust me, it is to your advantage. Understood. After seeing what uh, what these things can do, I uh, I figure we should have no hesitation with taking it out. Good. This ooze that you have here. Yes. It's attacked you before. Yes, most of them have. But over the years, I've developed a little bit of, I would not say immunity, but more knowledge to resist the effects. Things that assist me in dealing with them. Uh, Like I mentioned now, trying to ignore any feelings while dealing with them is your best bet. However, that takes severe concentration and discipline to do so. Something that took me several years to Mm. master. With, uh, With your experience, are there any senses that the ooze preys upon to use this ability Uh, your mind itself it does not need to touch you it literally enters your mind so sight and hearing are irrelevant correct it does not matter it has no eyes it has no ears just feels with a mind that it does not have okay that's gonna Good make, to know. That's going to make sneaking up on these things pretty much impossible. Yes. However, there should only be one of them. I can guarantee that to you. These things uh, don't split when they get large enough like I've heard some other oozes do? No, they don't. Uh, if they split, they die. The split dies. It must be some sort of downside of their modification. Good to know. All right, well, I hope that uh, my security guard, Tebow, which, by the way, very good job, Tebow. Hey, if you want to throw me a bonus, won't say no. And we'll that, talk at the end of the month. And that's a, uh, another another thing with these oozes being stolen from you once already. You will need increased security here to ensure more of these things don't get oh. taken. Oh, Yo. no, 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 that's, that's why he's here. He got hired. The next day. Hey. He knows what he's doing. Okay. I just stopped a major problem. Well. And this wasn't the first time he stopped them. He scared them off last time. Okay. Well, uh, Tebow has agreed to accompany us to chase after these kobold. He has a feeling he knows where they might have gone. So... I will talk to the law enforcement here and make sure that you have protection until he is returned. Of course. Uh, I can contact the agency. I don't exactly trust the law enforcement in this area. They're not exactly reliable. Fair enough. As long as you can get uh, security here, then that'll be good. And uh, as, as you finish up that conversation, he pulls out his page and begins scribbling away. Okay. So that won't be an issue. You guys aren't. 
police from this area, right? That'd be kind of awkward. No, we come from the Eastgate district. No. All right, well. The uh, the one officer standing over in the corner is just like staring at your con- let mm-hmm. you guys like, I'm standing right the fuck here, dude. See, now it's awkward. <laughs> uh, and uh, he just shrugs and walks back to the front room knowing what he is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, as mentioned in the Lord of the Lands episode, the law enforcement in this area is meager, to put it mildly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you guys have deliberated and decided you were going to head to where Tebow knows these people to at least roam. Uh, Adam, you want to try to get a hold of Bertram? He said that he was uh, having some sort of meeting with his dad and he might be in trouble. So we might need to weigh our options, what we're doing. Yeah, Adam will take out his page <laughs> and... Ask, well, he already, didn't he already say that he was going to need backup? Yeah, he he said he would need backup, but he has no way of telling us where he's going. Oh, yeah. Well, then what's the point? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's been like 20 minutes and maybe he's arrived. Yeah. All right. Uh, Adam will just write down on his page to Bertram... uh, as soon as you figure out where you're at, let us know. Do we... Um, kind of a weird question, but with our history, do we have, like... Uh, I assume we wouldn't have, like, our own coded language. Like, we use thieves' cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know about... So, here's actually an interesting fact. You guys could have taught him thieves' can. Oh, if you're yeah. okay with yeah yeah so definitely because we did not retroactively do this or because we did not do this and we are doing it retroactively i'm actually going to require that bertram rolls an intelligence check right now to see if he has picked up enough of it to communicate via thieves can't uh yeah you you know a few signals but that's it there's just no rhyme or meat to <laughs> yeah, you're you're just not quite there yet, and it's just like you already use subtle speech to get your meaning across, so you have difficulty feeding in this different language that just adds subtle words and notes and inflections to different words uh, in regular speech with hand motions and whatnot to communicate, and it's just it's very frustrating because it doesn't fit in with your style. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's country and Bertram's <laughs> classical. <laughs> yeah, he's already singing his own tune right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Bertram, as you receive this message, uh, you are currently uh, taking your third left turn uh, while in the docks area, followed by another right immediately after that. Um, and your father, noticing your confusion on your face, immediately looks over at you and says, it's just a precaution. We're taking it in a less conventional route. We don't want others to see us enter this place. Oh, I thought it was for me, and I was confused because I work here in this city. So 
I don't think that would have worked. No, that's hence why I did not. <clears throat> yep, that makes makes uh, much more sense. <clears throat> yeah, if if you head straight back that way, you'll get to the main road. And he, he points back behind you. So where are we going? To a warehouse. Uh-huh. The last warehouse I was at, I saw a rather impressive uh, crime had occurred. Yeah, ironically, you're actually driving past that warehouse right now. There it is. <laughs> Down by the docks. I did that. You made that nope. ugly nope. hole in the wall? Nope. Just found out why it was made. Ah. And why was that? I can't tell you. Is it like boarded up right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just got some like, they've got some brickwork over it right now. And the rest is just like this patchwork of wood covering it up. Um, Before I really answer that, I need to know how uh, friendly you are with Alchemco. <laughs> uh, let's just say we are political cop. Well, I wouldn't want to put you in a awkward position. It's most of my job on the council, actually, so I don't think you would be doing that, Bertram. Well, uh, maybe if <clears throat> I survive your cabal of creepies... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are, are you genuinely worried for your life, Bertram? Brazov, stop, stop. Brazov stops the car right here. Well, it's... <clears throat> I woke up in a place that wasn't mine uh, with someone who I was pretty sure was dead until maybe weeks ago. And uh, I'm pretty sure your man Brazov got a little handsy when he put me in the quad motor the first time. Um, it's a possibility. If you're not comfortable, Bertram, I, you, you can go home instead. I'm... Sorry for making you feel like your life is in danger. I apologize. I That's not at all what I intended. Well, it just seems a bit uh, cloak and dagger, as it uh, very much is. And uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to react so far. Being a dragon person... You you hear a scoff come from uh, Bradzoff in the front seat, as you say, <laughs> "dragon person." <laughs> um, but as this conversation is kind of just in a uncomfortable pause, you feel a buzz in your pocket, You're oh, receiving the message me. from your friends. One moment, <clears throat> police business. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the message from them, uh, letting you know what's going on. Oh, and uh, another thing. Uh, Adam, tell Bertram, if he can, to cast his light cantrip on the outside of a building that is nearby where he is. Have, make him have it be green, and I'll have Zed fly around, and eventually I'll bring him back to me and see if he can find it. I, if he can give us any clue as to what area of the city he's in, that would be helpful. You read that <laughs> on top of the other message. Adam would like that. look at Dirk. 
look at Dirk and, <laughs> and, and then hand over his page to Dirk. <laughs> yeah. Dirk, Dirk. You must have misplaced yours. Yeah. <laughs> you have such Damn. you have such better handwriting than I do. And and Dirk will just <laughs> scribble and like his handwriting is just oh. complete chicken scratch and Oh, in that case you definitely need to make an intelligence check to see. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so you get this message uh, from the two of them. Um and uh yeah, you're you're able to look over it. Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh he sits with his hands kind of folded in his so lap. Where are we exactly? Mm-hmm. Or where are we going? See, my friends are worried because I have not been home yet. And um I just am conflicted whether or not I should involve them in the cabal of dragon people and um, I can assure you Bertram you cannot okay that answers my question however you can tell them that you are by the ducks you could even tell them that we passed by the one you were working on the the warehouse you were working on a few weeks ago why would it be okay to tell them Almost where I am, but not where I am. Because the location of the... You know the detectives? They'll figure it out. Yes. Well, hopefully it will... (sighs) Look. All right. If I allow you to tell them exactly where we're going, will you trust me when I say that you are not in any danger? I feel as though I would have to tell them if I didn't trust you. So, it's, um... <clears throat> sure. Uh, somewhere in the docks. <laughs> Snap my okay, thing yeah. shut. All right, yeah. <clears throat> so, you just get back somewhere in the docks. Okay. Details? Question mark. You feel another buzz. As one moment, uh, <clears throat> this might be a long one. Hmm. Dirk's gonna summon Zed in this moment and tell him to fly to the docks and keep a lookout for Bertram. Ah, uh, so you get a mental message from from uh, Zed, basically asking east, west, central. Uh, Where at the docks? I, I assume it was the East East Gate docks. You can assume, yeah. Okay, that's well, an assumption, though. Okay, look. So Dirk, Dirk knows his way around the city, even yeah. though Nick does not. Yeah. So there, there are uh, Eastern Gate has um, several or has a large expanse of docks. So does Western Wall, however. Um, so it's about split almost fifty and fifty size of dock area. Um, so he could be referring to that. He could be referring to Eastern Gate. Well, I, I, I'm not gonna meta game here as Dirk. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not. You're not by but, saying that you would guess East Gate. But saying to start there is not a problem. Right. So okay. Yeah. He'll he'll go to the East Gate docks. Yeah. I, I trust you not to meta game. I we, have. We been, wouldn't be doing this otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I have been assured I'm not in any danger. <clears throat> so use those as my famous last words. Should it come to that. Otherwise, I will page you. 
in a bit. <laughs> gong. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like a gong as it slaps shut. Um, do I? Uh, do I get? I'm being deceived by Papa when he tells me I'm in no danger. You can roll an insight check sure. to make yourself feel better. Um. Yeah, I like rolling math rocks. Uh, insight, right? Yeah. It's not good. Oh. It's a 13. <laughs> uh, so with the 13, um, he seems very genuine with what he's saying to you. Cool. I can now remove my suspicion as a player. Bertram. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's, that's what he would say. Okay. Yeah. So he, uh, sends it back to you and your father asks you, shall we proceed? Uh, yes. I don't know why you stopped it, but... Because uh, you told me you were afraid for your life. Well, <clears throat> I that's... care for your safety, son. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he will kind of like <clears throat> <clears throat> cough at that and just kind of continue Brazov. Uh, and as Brazov continues on, he takes another turn down an alleyway as you guys are driving quite slowly through the dock area. And here is where we are going to end this episode <laughs> just, of Dice Heist. Just real quick, as as Zed is starting to fly away, I'm going to also tell him to keep a lookout for a green light on a building. Because <laughs> you did get that message to Bertram. Yes. So. All right, cool. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. I hope you guys enjoyed this a little bit more roleplay heavy episode again. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have these in between our intense combat sessions. Heck yeah. All right. See you guys later. Bye. See Bye you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. Next episode will be released on Sunday 29th. Uh, I want to give a special thanks to Nick for you letting us use his song Something For Now, which we use in our intro and our outro. I'd also like to thank my wife Erica for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes. I'd again like to thank BattleBards.com for their help improving our show by allowing us to use their immense library of music. Uh, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash diceheist, where you can help support the show and gain access to bonus content like our after show and our one-shot onslaughts, uh, which are miniseries. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at dice underscore heist and on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. 
feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at diceheistpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist. viewers a seizure <laughs> what was that again bronson i, I didn't catch all that ear rapey stuff what what? <laughs> <laughs> what what was that what was that thing you were doing just now what with the micro molesting your microphone <laughs> this? yeah yeah no the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh shit if you really want to get all like the detail of the sound i could take off this little foam part at <laughs> <laughs> the foam condom is this a bad time to mention that I started recording 35 seconds ago just so I could pick up this crap? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's some quality content. It's fine. Shit.